0: What everybody? You are tuning to L.I.T. Radio, L.I.T. Music. I'm your host, Dwayne. With me today, I got a very special guest. Um, me and this gentleman go back to Cyphers on, on East 3rd. Yo. This guy is a very multi-talented artist, producer. Um,
1: Sometimes.
0: Event planner. <laughs> um, Polymod a lot of the artists that um I would play on college radio came from him. He just my floodgates opened. I had like ridiculous amounts of um emails I had to go through just to, you know, promote local artists is what I do. So um salute to that. But uh yes we got uh Mike Larry Drew in the builder showed so up to the people.
1: Salute to you, bro, for, for so always supporting local artists, like, you know what I mean? The underground you you since day one, you've been doing that, and like I appreciate you for that, you know what I mean? Plugging in other people and, and letting them know what you do best. And so much love to you, you know what I mean?
0: No doubt, no doubt. So this project, Lyndon Slauson Watson. Let me just say that uh Lyndon Slauson is awesome. Yeah. Like I heard it. Three times today, once on my lunch break, once I was cooking dinner, and another time with my wife. And I dig it. She loves it. She heard, like, I think all but two tracks in the beginning. Okay. And she, I mean, she I've already shown her your work. She, she's, I mean, I show like, everybody I work with, but right. you got the juice, man. You got the juice.
1: I appreciate that.
0: So, tell us about how this project came together. Like, what was the inspiration? Like, what Okay. What you
1: down? Um, it's, it actually started out, um, I was at a show with Robert Glasper. Um, it was Robert Glasper, Terrace Martin, and Christian Scott. At this point, I wasn't on Christian Scott's album, and me and Rob knew each other for a while, like, on and off the scene. Um, so, he invited me to the Blue Note to um to rock on robtober which is every october besides this one because of COVID, um you know very high ranking legendary artists uh go to Blue Note and they play they just jam out like so anderson pack you'll see there you'll see dude from from power who plays ghost you'll see common pop up t3 um pff, ah so the the list goes on so i met them there um, and then Rob called me up to rock and, and you know, I just do my Mike Larry draw rapping thing and um it caught ear to Christian Scott and terrence Martin. So Terrence was like, Oh all right, you dope. I right, we'll we see see what's up, you know, we'll work we'll work at some point. You know, sometimes when people say that you never know. You, you be like, I right, yeah Okay. So, um but, you know, it came into fruition. Um, first person I worked with was Christian Scott. Um I kept running into Christian Scott in the city in the same exact three days he was in the city, um, for the Rob Robtober joint. So, alright, um, first time I was like, "Oh, what's up? Cool, let's do something." Second time I was like, "How we run into this? Into you know into each other?" Got on his album. Um, then I got that caught wind, and the next time Terrence Martin was in the city. Um, he hit me up and was like, yo, come through, you know, spit some bars or whatever the case. Um, went, did some rapping, and then he told me about um, the Lyndon Slawson album, which was originally an instrumental album. And I was just like, yo, I really want to work with you. Let's do something. And he was like, yo, I just put an instrumental album out uh, with Salam Remy. Why don't you hit that up? Like, lace that, and then we'll see what's up. I was like, bet you don't tell me to rap and don't think I'm going to rap. So, um, he gave me the, the the stems, and, yeah, the rest was history. I heard each song, and then I just wrote to them joints, however they made me feel. Um, and I wrote them in the order that it is, you know, on the album. Um, yeah, and that was it. Sent it. They was like, all right, let's see what's up. And then, um, you know, I wanted to keep it as original as possible. Didn't change any of the names. And I know it was like, well, I think it was like, what's Linden? I don't want to butcher the original name, but I know it had Linden and Slauson in it. And I was like, well, I can't change the name of this joint just because I'm rapping to it. So how can I apply what they've already applied? And Linden is where uh, Salam Remy's from. Slauson is exactly the street that Terrace Martin is from. And I'm from Watson Avenue from the Bronx. So I added the Linden, Slauson, Watson. And that's how that came about.
0: That's dope. That's dope. And man, I can't tell you how many artists have just imposed themselves upon like instrumental albums and just did their thing. But to get that blessing, that's right. that's dope. Yeah, that
1: that's I think that's what made it extra special for me, just for the simple fact that through my whole, you know, music history from when I started actually putting out projects, I've never did a mixtape. I've never done any of those things. I've always rapped to my own beats. And, you know, I was um, very selective on just calling any project that I do a mixtape because I'm a producer. But the fact that, like you said, like I got the blessing. This is just bigger than a mixtape. This is not even a mixtape. This is literally a project. So it fit perfect for the lane I was going with, especially that no one's ever heard me do a whole project with someone else producing it. So that was a nice opening um, to other projects that may come of me just rapping without producing anything.
0: Dope. dope. So um, let's let's take a step back here. Um, how did you get into music? Like how did how did you start?
1: Mm, um. I was. Hmm. I, you know, it's funny. I was, I was always doing music since I was the age of eight. You know what I mean? Like the stereotypical hearing other things kind of mimicking it um and then you know my mom and pops kind of split when i was 10 i went to new jersey um and then i started developing i started developing the skill for freestyling because i didn't have anybody to talk to it actually came through as a coping mechanism considering the fact that i was the only child my mom was a single parent And I was mostly in the house by myself. So, like, I had no one to actually interact with. So I had to interact with myself in a sense of, like, self-conversation and and writing and poetry and things of that nature. That's just, like, I don't understand how that worked, but it was, like, a self-development through that, um, which actually literally saved my life because I was actually in, like, I was kind of a suicidal kid, you know what I mean? Like, didn't really talk about it, but, like, was always thinking about it, like, yo, I just want to, like, not eat anymore and just fuck it just die or like i hope that my asthma attack started and i just die some shit like that so like through music i didn't think about stuff like that i was always just focused on music um that's the start of it um actually getting into the the swing of becoming who i am today it came hand in hand with art so i was always an artist i was always drawing stuff hence the mike larry draw um you know, um, coming back from New Jersey, living there for four years, coming back to the Bronx, I found out some of my friends rapped, and I didn't think anybody did that. I thought, you know, you just hear rappers on the radio, but I didn't think none of my friends from people who I grew up with um, that I was around under, like, understood the language from such a distance, from living in Jersey for four years, then coming back, and then seeing people I grew up with doing it. So, like, that encouraged me more to, like, uh, I guess you can say... um. Search deep inside for more inspiration. Also, like to experiment with just rapping in in general. Um, it led from you know having a freestyle Friday at my house at the age of like 13, 14. The um, you know, rapping with like Corey Guns, cause me and Corey Guns went to school together. To like actually going to high school, being a sharp sword, cause like me and Corey used to go back and forth all the time. To like. You know, taking it seriously in high school, where I was a part of this group called Street Connections, which had like a loose um from the Bronx he's from Castle Hill um Heat from Castle Hill, and various other artists and we all just did our thing from there um I started dealing with this group called the relics, and we started this um this group called Mo Fire which was a couple of artists from Harlem, then from there. Um, just you know, jumping back and forth. I didn't really get started with the professional career until like I went to California. Actually, when I went to Pennsylvania, I started I joined the uh metal band where I would rap and scream. And then I moved to California. I'm doing the the, the quick version of it. This is a long span, but um, went to California, started rapping and doing screaming there. Perfected the you know the 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 style of how I wanted to do like scream and rap metal. Um, then I came back to New York and put out my first project in 2010 2009 2010 called hello where basically um yeah released that from there i started going to open mics because i didn't know the space of new york city because all of my performing was in california or pennsylvania or these other places so i had to relearn the city so the first place i went to was uh what was it um, the Rapathon, which is the first place I was seen, where we rapped literally for 24 hours? Rappers from all over the city would go to Harlem, where the Magic Johnson Theater was, or is above the Magic Johnson Theater. There was this place where we did the Rapathon for like I think they did it like for like five years. I only did two of them, two or three of the years. Anyway, found a lot of the rappers that were there from the city, became friends with them. And started going to different scenes, like uh, Freestyle Monday. Um, What else was out? Actually, Freestyle Monday was it. Oh, uh, EO Dub was very important, End of the Week, which used to happen every Sunday at the Pyramid, which they don't do that anymore. Um, And then what else? And then uh, what else came about? There was so many. There was so many. But the main ones was Freestyle Monday, uh, End of the Week, and... um, the lesson that happened every Thursday at one point. And then like I would just go to Var oh, Rican, how can I forget? Um yeah, so those were my starts. From there I met people like Lex Sadler who was a bassist. He played for the various people. Then I met um I knew the giant who does the shed, which led me to like meeting Marcus uh, Machado. Um I met people like Sean Play Nice. Who did 86 Supreme, which is a band I used to rock with? Who introduced me to Marcus Machado? Who introduced me to like uh, Anderson Pack? Who introduced me to, um, I think, who who was the second person? Well, the first person I met was. I'm um, now I'm talking all out, loud, but I'm thinking at the same time. I think I'm the first person I met was. Um, oh, Bilal! Bilal was the actual first person I met. Then it just spiraled into other people Which led to Robert Glasper though um, And then From Robert Glasper was Terrace Martin And all that stuff So I mean it, it all started with open mics You know what I mean So like I would actually tell people Go to open mics Go to jazz open mics Go to as many type of open mics as you can Where people are jamming Because that's where the heavy hitters The legends sharpen their skills um, Yeah So I started
0: yeah, most definitely. I mean, I met you at the New, New Eureka right. online.
1: Right. Um, freestyling.
0: Yeah, freestyling. Regularly. <laughs> then, yeah, like it was, it was nothing. And then I remember that led me to, you had another show at a vegan restaurant. Or something I like got in Brooklyn, I think it was. Right. And I went there and then I met somebody else that told me about the legendary Cyphers in Union Square. This was all like the week of my birthday. What I actually did on my birthday was whack, but that whole week was lit. Like, that was the best birthday in a while, so. Wow. Thank you. Oh,
1: thank you, thank you for being there, bro. I, I just like, I like energy, bro. Like, you always have positive energy. You always have positive energy. So, like, just being around you, kicking it, hanging, freestyling, that was always fun. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and the thing is that just how, like, my example, you know, it's just like a snowball effect. Same thing with you, like you meet somebody and then you meet somebody else and then it just kind of goes from there and it just, you continue to just like level up, like little by little. So, um, that's um you have a very interesting story. I can't say anything surprises me because you're a very versatile artist. And yeah, you know, you just, it's funny. I When I tell people about you, cause you know, that's what I do. Um <laughs> Like this isn't just like your regular local cat. Like yeah. this guy got drones in his video. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying?
1: I had, I had drones in my video.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like before everybody else had drones in their videos. Like
1: yeah. he
0: has like
1: locally, locally, yeah, like locals. he
0: raps like someone that has a deal already. Yeah. Like uh, like he got a like he got like he got a major label budget, but it's all off the muscle, and yeah. I definitely. Appreciate that level of dedication showmanship and just Artistry.
1: I appreciate you, man. Um, to be honest with you. The only reason why Someone would see one of my music videos and say that is because I worked About nine plus years in television. Um, my high school diploma, my high school diploma was a film diploma For high school because I went to high school art and design. So I had a specialized art height, uh, Art diploma. Then I went to uh, the College of Westchester and got a multimedia um, management diploma. And then I went to California, where I went to the Art Institute, which I'm supposed to had got my bachelor's diploma, um, but it didn't work out. I just ended up being in the film television industry. So um, that's one of the reasons why I always like keep all of my videos as professional as possible. You know what I mean? I I strive to make sure that even if it's just me and two other people, it looks like I have 40 people on set with me. You know what I mean? Not to mention, like, behind the scenes when people don't see me actually rapping. I'm actually directing music videos. I'm editing music videos. Um, So, yeah, that's one of the reasons.
0: That's dope. That's dope. Um, So as far as the inspiration like we we got the beats and everything like that but as far as like what made you um rap as you rapped, like as far as like the songs like how did it how did it come to like how did the words come to you is it just like um i don't know like how do you how what's your process when you like make a song
1: oh that's interesting um because i was just writing before uh we got on this interview I'm sure I, I feel like the words are already there to a beat. Um and I also feel like I do my best to attack a beat um with more metaphorical a uh, metaphorical standpoint, like I can speak straight, but I always want people to think about um what's being said. I always wanna I don't wanna say rap and code, but I want I want I want someone to think about what's being said and also realize there could be a second and a third meaning to it. You know what I mean? Um that's important. One of the biggest reasons why I rap with the code is because when I was a kid, my dad didn't want me to rap. He was like, Nigga, don't rap if I see you rapping, you going to get your ass beat or oh, I'm gonna um I'm gonna take I'm gonna take your writing away from you. Like I'm just gonna rip up every book you have. You know what I mean? So I started writing in code. I started saying certain things that had three or four meanings to it. So when he read it and asked me about it, I only tell him one meaning, not the other two or three meanings. Um, so that was one way. So, you know, because of him, I write the way I do. Um, I try to approach things as wit. What else have I not said yet? Or if I said it, how can I approach it differently? So I like rapping about cars and stuff. I like rapping about, like, skateboarding and scooter riding. I like I like talking about, um, I don't want to say lyrical miracle because I just, like, I want to I wanna be intelligent as much as possible every day, 24-7. I don't want to rap about, um... The same stereotypical thing everybody else is rapping about, or if I'm gonna say something about what I've been through, I want to say it as abstract and as different as possible, maybe a different approach um instead of talking about gunfights um you know what what's the other angle? what about the person who was there how are they feeling? you know what I mean like why was that not a good thing? you know what I mean, or if it was a thing of aggression, why 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 were they even having a gunfight what was the what was the psychological? Aspect of it. Why would someone even need a gun? You know, I I want to talk about that if I'm going to talk about the the you know what I mean that gangster shit. But, but why? You know what I mean? Why? Why do people live like that? Is more is is what I that intrigues me more because I'm from that. You know what I mean? Right. Um. Why? Why did I grow up in the projects? You know what I mean? Why were the hallways pissy? You know what I mean? Why did we hang out on the bench? You know what I mean? why are people so emotional <laughs> you know
0: where I mean? um, you know um that is a good question and you know i've um i've been adjacent to uh certain things i haven't like been in it i haven't lived in it i've had family that i would visit and stuff like that but i always had the option of going home right and that's a big difference between being a visitor and being a tenant right so um there's certain things that i, I wouldn't be able to understand and I would say even like now that rap has what it's become, what hip hop has become, a lot of the people that are listening are visitors. They're visitors and you're giving them a pass to walk through your hood.
1: Right, right, right. Well, through through lyrics. <laughs> um, yes,
0: through lyrics. Metaphorically, of course. Metaphorically,
1: yeah, you get yeah, the pass.
0: do just, just be walking around the Bronx. Like, yeah, yeah nah, I them. don't. If,
1: you, I'm, if you, you, gotta, you gotta have a guide
0: through through mm-hmm.
1: the Bronx. I'm not trying to say like any corner you are going to get robbed but like there's a cultural difference between the Bronx and every other borough
0: big there is a
1: big difference like you can feel the difference you you under, like a Bronx dude can tell you like it's any Bronx dude ask them they going to be like it's just different you know what I mean like this is the place of birth of hip hop like if you go in any of those blocks you can't just go there you got to know somebody there you know what I mean you got to ask for permission in certain places because if they don't know you, I mean, that obviously in any hood, if they don't know you, they're going to be like, who are you? But it's just different because even the places where it's like, oh, this is nice. You can turn around and be like, what just happened? Right. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I on on the contrary, the Bronx is such an amazing place. It has so much culture. It has so much vibrant people. Um, every aspect of the Bronx is different. Um at one point, there were certain places you don't, even living in the Bronx, you just don't supposed to go because you're not from that part. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as things develop, like just going to those places and seeing the same type of culture or seeing it just a little bit differently, it just light, it lights you up and, and, it, and it gives you a different perspective of, of what why it's important. The Bronx is so important. Um, but yeah, man, that's how I write.
0: No doubt, no doubt. I'm about to go through some uh, my favorite tracks, but before I do that, actually, no, let me go through my favorite tracks. Okay. Um, Chicken Waffles Baptist Church. That joint is fire, man.
1: Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.
0: Um, my wife loves Dap Dap. Dap Dap,
1: yeah. Dap Dap is fire.
0: Um, Nautical no Mile. Okay. Um, which uh, is a. Uh, Nice little party attraction, and, uh, yeah.
1: Party rah rah kind of vibe, but still talks about hood stuff,
0: right? Right? So, where, where I felt bad about what hmm, I'm trying to think. What, what was your energy when you came into that one? Like, tell me the story,
1: uh, for Nautical Mile or yeah. that? Nah, Mile. That, Mile. um, honestly, like, it felt like a bronch joint, it felt like something that. I wouldn't have heard at a at a house party. However, it felt like the inner Swiss. I felt like Swiss would have been on something like that. Because it kind of reminds me of, I'm on my New York shit. Just a different kind of swing to it, though. Right, but. right. So, like, I, guess, I don't want to say I was trying to embody my inner Swiss. But, like, introduction-wise, I felt like it was kind of an inner Swiss. And then, you know, kind of going to where I was from. Because I didn't talk about where I was from the whole project. So, you know, I wanted to tell people who I was from, the kind of vibes that you would get growing up. Um, you know, I love where I'm from, even though it should be happening, you know, um, dealing with cops, dealing with, you know, growing up with anger and, and learning how to fight with your homies. But, you know, all types of other stuff. But my, my main objective was to keep it bouncy so people can enjoy it, but also understand that life was in, you know, I could enjoy my life, but I still had to deal with certain things so right. it's like a it's kind of like an eerie ironic moment because it's like yo i'm really enjoying this but what he's talking about is it's kind of crazy you know
0: like, yeah um you know? i would say that um when it comes to people and we're well, from notorious neighborhoods um it's almost like oh, I have your your relative with a drug problem, or he's abusive, or whatever it is. It's like, yeah. I know there's good intention there. This is a very toxic situation, but nobody outside of this house but to talk about it. Right. Like, despite what this is, it is what it is. Right. So every lesson that I've learned from this, every night that I had to cry, every fight that I had to fight in the street, whatever it was, it's all part of what makes me who I am today. And I'll never, you know, you just have like, it's almost like a badge of honor.
1: It definitely is. Like even the Miss Hillis part, like Miss Hillis was a lady who babysat me when I was just telling, you know what I mean? That part, Mm -hmm. like that's a real person. That was like, there was a lady who lived on the fourth floor when my mom went to work and my, my pops was at work or whatever, she was the one who babysat me during the summertime. And I couldn't go, I wasn't allowed to go outside. Right. Because, A, my parents probably thought I didn't know how to act. So I didn't go outside. But then when I did go outside, I didn't know how to act because I was always inside. You know right. what I'm saying? So, like, I had a lot of like built up aggression at times, um, which was a thing that was part of it and then you know having friends saying "Well, you never go outside you can't never come outside like you know what I mean like that's I don't know but that even that was a badge of honor because that just made me as a young kid an aggressive person and in the hood like being aggressive and being a man and being like alpha male type like that'll get you your stripes like ah he's a real one like he ain't afraid of anything you know what I mean so we hanging out with him that was kind of a vibe too so um Yeah, definitely a badge of honor, you know what I mean, Um, you know, mad other stuff, but cops was definitely one of them, Um, I remember once being outside, just hanging out, like literally hanging out, and cops like just literally pull up in a paddy wagon, in a way like no other place in the world I don't think happens like that besides hoods, like people who live in the suburbs wouldn't understand how a paddy wagon just roll up to you where you live at in your own personal building on both sides because there's a, two exits and they come up on you and uh, harass you in a way like you're doing something wrong you know what I'm saying and like that in itself was like a damn if, Well, I ain't doing nothing but while I'm getting harassed I might as well you know what I mean I'm gonna give you a reason to harass me if you're gonna harass me kind of ordeal. um so yeah, that's, that's kind of the vibe. You hit the nail on the head though. I, I kind of gave you the P, PC version of it at first. But uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, and you, you're definitely right about um the cops in the hoods, because it's just, a lot, in a lot of ways, the energy vampires. Um, In Long Island, where I was at, um, it's not necessarily, I mean, there are certain neighborhoods, but there's also like, just blocks that you just don't go on. And right. I was picking up somebody, on a block that you're not supposed to go on, he's about to go out for the night. This was a um, this was this was a hot nigga. <laughs> oh, mean, he's a hot boy. <laughs> he ran out. He ran out the house like with no shirt on, putting his shirt on to get in the car. One oh. of those. Guys, you know oh, I mean? he okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, like Terry Crews type of type of nigga.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, damn. All
0: right. So then we uh we get in the car and then um. I go to the corner, I stop, I make that right, and then, like, the cops come. You know, I get pulled over, I'm like, whatever. But not only was it just that one cop car, it was, like, mad cop cars. And typically, you know, well, not typically, but depending on where you get pulled over at. Mm-hmm. You know, you get pulled over, you got time to sit there and think. These niggas hopped out immediately and started opening doors. My door was locked because I picked up my boy on the block I'm not supposed to go on.
1: Right, and everybody
0: else can get yanked the car. Damn, and I'm just like, for what? <laughs> you know, it was this yeah. whole thing.
1: Did you have your so? Did you have your windows down?
0: Um, yeah, I have my window like cracked like a jar. Like,
1: okay,
0: I don't play reindeer games with you know people, especially if I didn't do anything wrong. Right, and the fact that you already came with that aggression, and the thing is like, what people need to realize, not even just with situation with, with police officers, but just in situations in hostile environments, period, Is the energy that you come with is the energy that's going to be returned to you.
1: Right.
0: If you come starting with the smoke, you're going to get the smoke.
1: Right.
0: If you try to de-escalate the situation, you might throw somebody off. So, right. you know, I was always made sure that I always kept my level head um, in those kind of situations. But right. yeah, that's just um, it is what it is.
1: Uh, yeah, moving nah. forward,
0: am mm-hmm. I supposed to talk about me? This, this your interview. Uh,
1: oh, uh, <laughs> I was about Dab, to, I was Dab. about to elaborate. Like, oh yeah, so how are you feeling now? Yeah,
0: so, so, dap dap. Uh, what's the story behind that one?
1: Um, well, dap dap was kind of just one of those vibes where I just wanted to talk about driving with a nice lady. You know what I mean? Um, it's kind of a car song, as well as you know, just kind of paying homage to a good relationship. You know what I mean? Doesn't matter who it is in a relationship. You want to just pay, pay respects to your your significant other. So that's what that was about. It wasn't even trying to be like you know I'm trying to do this and do that with you type vibe. It was more like explaining, just you know, writing, kind of painting a picture of where we going. You know what I mean? Driving a car with a nice lady on the side. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that that's that's the like the shorter version of it. You know what I mean? Like. Going more in depth, it would be more about what a good relationship would be um, in a sense of like the Bonnie and Clyde vibe. Right. You know what I mean? The rotted dot chick. Um, and how I would properly treat her. You know what I mean? I'll meet her. I'll greet her would adapt to the lip. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's basically that.
0: And um I believe I'm pronouncing this right. Lychee, unlimited. Lychee,
1: unlimited. Yeah, lychee, unlimited. Lichee unlimited. Let's deal with that one. Um, I mean, lychee, unlimited. Once again, is is another kind of track uh, about a lady. You know what I mean? And our night. Um, it doesn't matter. Like, the person is just a matter of a good night. You know what I mean? Um, what else? Let me see. Um, yeah, like. How I met her, um, the kind of vibe that she would have, so like you know what I mean, having a i remember one time one time like just having a um sorry, I'm like all over the place mentally, I'm like painting a picture of the words at the same time, but like having a stone around my neck and someone asking like what is it, you know what I mean, explaining that, so it's kinda explaining who I am as a person in spirituality also. You know what I mean? Given the opportunity to see a moment in a life where that one person you never even known to be somebody you would be with and you end up being with them for the rest of your life. So, you know what I mean? That kind of vibe.
0: Ain't no doubt. I think that might be my wife's favorite song. She was like, he, rapped, like he married. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Me to line. <laughs> well, no, no,
1: no, nah, no, this no. this is a really dope
0: project. Um, I mean, you never disappoint when it comes to bars, production, whatever, whatever. So, you know, definitely salute to you in that. Um,
1: Appreciate. As
0: far it. as what's next, um, I mean, are you gonna like do videos, or are you gonna like get back in the lab and make more? Like, what, what you doing?
1: Um, right now I'm in a lab. I'm working on. Oh man, I'm working on one, two, three album four albums right now. Right now, four. Um one produced by a homie of mine named Grand. Um another one that I'm not allowed to talk about. It was supposed to come out in December. I mean October. Um, but I have to broker a deal for that one right now. So we're gonna see what happens with that. Um and I have a homegirl named Lee. I'm producing an album for her, it's a Christian rap album, so I'm working on that, and yeah, I think, oh, and I got an instrumental album that's been done for the past, I don't even know how many months, I'm just waiting for the right moment to drop it, um, before Lyndon Slauson Watson came out, I had dropped um, Aka 1, Aka 001, which came with the sneakers, um, the Dero Dashu sneakers that I created um but now it's actually out you can just listen to it if you want on my band camp if you want to just purchase the the project you can originally it only came with the sneakers so but um you know i'm not trying to be too stingy whether i want people to be able to hear it some people are not um able to purchase the sneakers yet because of covid and, and things of that nature and i don't want to hold out too long so yeah just you know be able to listen to all those projects but yeah i got i got some things in the in the works yeah man. Yeah, of course um when it comes to music videos i'm working with a, a person right now we, we uh we're, we're discussing ideas for some music videos that i've been holding in the cut some great ideas so we're gonna see if we can make those come true um you know i'm still directing still doing video editing and, and things of that nature um but as of now it's just straight music um you know giving people what they ask for People have been asking me for a long time for you know a rap project. You
0: know? Yeah, I believe I was one of them.
1: But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah man, it's uh it's interesting because like right now, um, you know I, I do a lot of producing too, and um, I've been so this is the thing I, I usually tell people, but like I was homeless for like three years almost. You know what I mean? So like there was no place where I can just come pull up and just record my vocals. You know what I mean? The only thing I had was my computer and a couple of pieces of clothes and a luggage bag. So for that, only thing I could do was be silent, you know, go to rap events or rap, but, like, for projects, I only could produce and make beats Mm -hmm. and stuff. So that's what I was doing. I was putting out, you know, uh, production, um, audio production shit, like instrumentals that other people can probably just listen to or just rap to if they wanted to. But, um, you know, batches like Dilla used to do. True,
0: true. So, what would you say is, do you have, like, an overall goal as far as, like, your music career? Do you have, like, a a finish line, if you will? Projection.
1: Well, right now, I really want to just be focusing on performing. A lot more performances. Like, so, I went to Japan maybe, like, two years ago. I want to go back to Japan. I want to go to London. I want to do all that stuff. I want to just perform right now. Um... I do have some great ideas, but I want to I want to change the the platform of how performing is. Um, that's one without without telling too much because you know some people may try to beat me to the finish line. Uh, more movies, hopefully, you people can see me in front of the camera besides behind it. Um, I haven't done any acting recently in a long time, so I want to just kind of explore that a little bit more. Hopefully, you know that happens before the end of 2020 and 2021. Um, and yeah, just be, you know, a, a, a showsman, man. Just like really go hard with performances. Like I have these great ideas for performing. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of um, the space and the fin- financial abilities to do it. So right. if I can get, you know, once I get once I get someone to sponsor or like, you know, be able to kick out some flow, I'll be able to do exactly you know what's in the head, pause, what's on my mind. Right. Know? But yeah, that's that's basically it. Right now, it's just basically more performing because there's a lot of people who've never you know had an opportunity to see it. So.
0: True. True. All right. Last question. Um, if you could be known for anything, be it you know, rapping, producing, performing, like just one thing, what would it be?
1: Being a polymath. The man who did it all, but oh. great, did it all great. Or
0: well, the above answer?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, come, on, I like, as you know, like I, I mark myself as a polymath. There's a reason why I do it, and um, for 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 those who are just understanding what a polymath is, it's a multifaceted individual. So some of the people who are polymaths But they don't call themselves that Like Tyler the Creator is a polymath Dr. Dre is a polymath Kanye West would be known as a polymath Because he does music, uh, engineering He does fashion He does this, that, and the third People who do multifaceted things At a great level is a polymath right a you know, renaissance man could be a person who does a bunch of things but like one is more stronger than the other It's like a jack
0: way. of all trades, but master of none master
1: of none but a polymath does it at high levels like all high everything is one unison because a polymath is a person who takes um knowledge from one thing and applies it to another so it is no real like he does this but he kind of does that it's like he's doing this because of his trait and his personality it's always your personality that's being applied um, to each thing, so that's why I call myself a polymath. And um, at this moment, if I have to give an answer, I would say right now music is the thing that I'm focused on right now. I kind of fell by, um, felt fell back a little bit on the filming side, um, just due to like I want to be challenged more, and I think music challenges me greater than than uh, than what film can do. Uh, because film takes a group of people to do it. Right. Um, And not all the time is creative. You know, at times, depending on what position you play in film, uh, you have to just do your job, and it doesn't. You just allow the person who created it to be creative at the time. So with music, I can always create more on top of each other. I can always swing something or put a nuance on something and then later add something else to it to you know what i mean like it's just, it's always a forever story and an album to me is the complete story so one song will only give you a half of an emotion or part of an emotion so like that's why i'm really focusing on the music part and kind of fell back but uh but a film <clears throat> so yeah film you know music music and 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 you know visual art in the sense of like illustrations or something like that
0: Sure, sure. So um, if people wanted to find you Where can they find you at
1: uh, MikeLarryDraw.me um, You can Listen to all the projects on Bandcamp so it's MikeLarryDraw.Bandcamp.com uh, And I would just say if you really want to Tap in if you really want to tap in Find me on Instagram Message me your information I want to know what city You're in uh what do you do for a living and your phone number? Um, and then we'll, we'll communicate that way. Um, just because like I'm, I'm in a space where I feel like, um, all these social media platforms are cool, but like, you're not, I'm not going to be able to see everything. You know what I mean? Or sometimes people won't be able to see what's going on. But if you, if we have a, um, uh, you know, fan art or whatever you want to call it relationship, um, You'll be able to find out more directly, um, so that's basically that.
0: All right, thanks again for your time. Really good project. Man. Make sure you guys check it out. Yes, sir. All right, peace.